All right, how's it going, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We got, uh, I guess, a few things to talk about at this point. There was a match this past weekend, although it was a preseason friendly against a local college team. We also, I guess, have one of our friends has called out a bet on us. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one-two, Godoy, he's found a great ball, and it bolts in plenty of time, he smashes it off and doubles the visitors' lead, Thomas Ennevolson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. A little handsy there, crosses it, Pineda, the extra pass, Seaton finishes! It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. Well taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal, and it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on Facebook at orange and black soccer cast. How's it going orange County? Welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to orange County soccer club, its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things, orange County soccer club, Joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan representing Cal- County Line Coalition. Dylan, how how are things going for you? They're, they're pretty good. The weather's actually really lovely right now, and uh, I'm not too tired. So, what a great day! It's definitely nice to have, uh, I guess, a few days without rain. For those of you that live in or around the Southern California area. I know uh, we've been bombarded with rain over the last month and a half. Uh, for other areas in the United States and across the world, that may be normal this time of year. But for us here in Southern California, normal would be maybe a couple days of rain in the wintertime, not a month and a half, two months straight of crazy rain. So it has been nice to have some dry weather. I actually got to, uh, or my my son's, my six-year-old son's soccer team actually got to play a game this weekend, and we actually got to have practice tonight, which has been very unusual for us. So definitely enjoying this weather as well. Uh, Dylan, what anything you've been up to this past week uh, since we last spoke? Um, just exercising some more, trying to lose a lose a few more pounds before the season begins, and uh, you know, so I can drink it all back at games. <laughs> Warming up those I mean, I was, sports. Exactly. I was uh, I was out for a trail run earlier and. Um, was essentially running around with like an inch of mud on the bottom of my shoes for I don't know pretty close to half an hour because of how much it's rained and how poorly everything here drains but <laughs> hey why not it's not bad I think we've had something like six and a half inches of uh of rain this month which is by far more than anything we've had in the last I think five-ish years so uh what is it Stormwatch 2019 yeah Stormwatch 2019 for sure something like that and I know I, I think I saw a map recently on social media and again, this is a social media thing. So who knows the accuracy of it, but there's, you know, some indicators that most of the areas that were heavily impacted by the recent droughts have now sort of exited that status. And there's actually 
a nice little supply of water. Doesn't mean go and, you know, people go start watering your yard for five hours a day. We got to still worry. about I'm actually going to have to stop you. I'm going to go take a shower while we record the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I want the water to be warm by the time I hop in there. Get it. Just, uh, just turn it on so it warms up. So when we're done recording, you can jump in about an hour. You can jump in on there, right? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, so we got a couple things to talk about. Like I mentioned in the intro, there was a match this weekend. We are going to do our best to talk about it. Unfortunately, both Dylan and myself, we were unable to make it out to the match. We did throw it out there onto social media, onto Facebook. I, I reached out and I asked, hey, does anyone want to come on and, and join us so that we can have someone that was there uh, help share their thoughts on, on what happened? Fortunately, we couldn't get that to happen. So really, Dylan and I are going to be going off the very limited social media presence at that match to, to share what we know. Probably will be a very brief, short recap of a match. Luckily, it's a preseason friendly. It's nothing that is too impactful. I mean, if this was the Western Conference Finals and Dylan and I are both saying, yeah, we couldn't make it to the match, so we're going to guess what happened, that would be a different story. But at least with this, you could kick us off the podcast if that <laughs> happens. You could uh, have a listener's revolt or something. <laughs> at least though with this it was a preseason match for those of you that did get to go out and attend out there in Fullerton kudos to you for making it out there I would have loved to make it out unfortunately like I said my son had a rare soccer match this weekend thanks to some cooperative weather so it was one of those things where I couldn't say sorry son I'm going to go watch Orange County soccer you don't get to play your soccer match oh and by the way I'm the coach so I would have had to tell about seven young boys that they weren't going to get to play soccer uh, and i think it had been a couple weeks since they last played so i know they really wanted to play so dylan uh what do we know about this match do we even know what the score of the match was i mean the score of the match was one nil i'm fairly certain it was a michael seaton goal from what i vaguely looked at on social media this weekend um yeah that's that's about as much as i could offer you i could tell you that um C CSUF is actually a pretty good uh, team. They don't have the best record um, in collegiate soccer. Obviously, that goes to teams like uh, I think Indiana is pretty good. Maryland's pretty good, from what I remember. You um, Akron, I think they're pretty good. I mean, after all, that's uh, Aiden Quinn's alma mater. But they they played pretty well, and they actually made it to the uh, Big West uh, semifinals this this past season. So surprisingly decent and. Um, it's just nice for us to be able to play against a team that's going to be pretty set in their ways and probably playing against guys that um, regularly play together and play in a set fashion. Uh, probably weren't trying too much stuff out for the college. But um, yeah, it's a, it's been an interesting spring for CSUF. They played against Atlanta United not that long ago, which was a bit strange. And I know they're, they're playing a couple more games against some big teams. I think they're playing against the... Uh, one of the junior Mexican national teams and then against a uh, fellow Orange County soccer team, OCFC, and then uh, FC Golden State Force. So they, they're having a busy preseason. It looks like we were towards the beginning of that. But more importantly, we scored a goal and won. Um, I think it was Michael Seaton, but I'm going to scroll through Twitter and hope that <laughs> someone tweeted about it. Well, and I guess the the bigger uh, plus or or – good thing coming out of this match is we didn't hear anything about any injuries or knocks coming from this match. 
again with a preseason friendly that's your biggest hope is is you don't want to leave that match with it impacting your roster as far as injuries go so to leave that match and not hear anything coming from the club or any of the fans that did attend stating that someone picked up a knock or you know tweaked a muscle here or there that's probably the best news coming out of this we're slowly approaching we're now less than two weeks away from the season opener up in reno so at this point it's more of a focus on figuring out the system for the guys figuring out those last few roster spots for maybe some of those trainees and then just avoiding any kind of potential injuries or knocks that will take you out of play for the first uh, couple weeks of the season so that again this is all going off of the limited information we gave off social media the limited information we had from anyone that actually attended the matches uh, so if if i'm wrong on there or if dylan's wrong on any of this i mean again it's it's based off of limited information that we have coming from this did you get confirmation yeah, dylan now... on on seaton scoring the goal at least from uh, what you could tell i didn't but it was one though um okay there was like an instagram live story that i may have seen but there's now two weeks in a row that I've I've chosen to live my life over um, watch soccer, so I, I, I apologize to everyone that's listening. Um, I do miss soccer greatly, but you know what? I did get to I did get to go see a OCSE alum on Saturday evening up in Carson, where the Rapids took on the Galaxy, and uh, our good friend Andre Rawls was there. Unfortunately, he was on the bench because Tim Howard was feeling better after he picked up an injury in Vegas. But um, he did definitely hear me yelling his name. <laughs> I was sitting about probably 13 or 14 rows behind uh, the away bench. And after Colorado scored their third goal, I started yelling at their head coach. But Andre, and, and he noticeably uh, uh, slouched down in his chair as if he wasn't there. So uh, way to go, way apologies to, go, to Andre, but you know. It's yeah. all out of love, Andre. We, we, we miss you. We love you. We hope you have a great season. If you cannot come back to Orange County, have a great season out in Colorado. Do your thing. Uh, take, take Tim Howard's job if you, if you get that opportunity. To, you know, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing him, but uh, I think he's got a really great shot now with the MLS. And with Howard retiring at the end of this year, I'd imagine. This is um, his year to prove himself to the coaching staff in Colorado that he deserves something. So, yeah, I'd imagine he'd probably be playing for them next year. They play a really similar style to what we play, and of course, I mean, everyone would remember from last season. Andre fits really well into that, starting things from the back and and keeping them um, organized. So, you know, it's, we're getting legit. Where people that are leaving this team are actually now going and uh, going to have successful and higher level careers of their own. I would, I would imagine we're probably going to see that with a few of the players that we've got uh, this year, guys that we've had last year as well. Well, and we're also getting legit in the fact that we're able to retain some really quality players, something that was not seen much of as, uh, or as much of in the past. So good signs all around for our club. Um, what was, uh, you know, what was it like actually going in to watch a game at the, uh, Dignity Sports Medicine Field Park, whatever they call that place. <laughs> it's the, um, that's the most random name for a stadium. I'm sorry, Go shorten it. I think it's Dignity Health Sports Park, but yeah. that's because you know sponsorship reasons. DHSP. It was a preseason match, but um, and we talk a good amount about this in the County Line Coalition. 
noise doesn't mean anything without an absence of noise. So when you've got two supporter sections that is chanting LA Galaxy for 90 minutes, <laughs> it really doesn't do anything because it's just like random. It's just white noise really quickly. Um, and it's kind of not that great of a stadium. So at me, Galaxy supporters or whatever, but that place... There's really nothing special about it. Well, the thing with that stadium is it was like one of the first of its kind as far as the soccer-specific stadiums in the United States. You had like Columbus, I think, was the first one. Uh, uh, the stadium out there in Carson was shortly thereafter. Since then, soccer has grown tremendously in the United States, and teams are beginning to build or at least move into really, really nice stadiums. So when you look at like teams like Atlanta United, I know that's a football stadium, but they did some good things of designing it for soccer as well. And it's just a great stadium. The the stadium, Bank of California Stadium down in downtown LA, another amazing place for soccer compared to what a stadium, again, uh, back when it was Home Depot Center, when it first opened, it was a, a first of its kind type stadium. So it was an amazing place, but things have progressed since then. Yeah, and I'm obviously a homer and I really love our stadium because we were so <laughs> close to the action all the time. That's and true. it's uh, way cheaper for even preseason games. So, <laughs> well, even you know. I think our regular season games are probably cheaper than the preseason games at the uh, Galaxy or LAFC matches. So, you would be right for a decent when... ticket, which you can only get decent tickets at our stadium. That well, is absolutely the case. You, the, the one that they played against Tijuana in the preseason, I mean, that was a free match. I mean, you could come out there and watch the match for free. Very rare that you get that opportunity with an MLS club. So that we, we have the go and, and apparently uh, just there's been talk, you know, for the last year and a half or whatever from random people from random parts of the country that say that when they've been to our park, they actually sort of like what it is, the way it's it's built, uh, the, the, the I guess just the fan friendly or there's no bad seat in that house. Uh, it all it's definitely a benefit for the club and, and hopefully. Hopefully they figure out the weather issues that they had over this past winter. Hopefully the city of Irvine has learned that this is a possibility and maybe they need to find a way to better prepare for those instances where there's downpours of rain and the stadium just can't handle it. You're so optimistic. And amazingly, <laughs> everyone, this is actually an Orange County podcast, despite I think mentioning them once in the last probably close to five minutes. But uh, it's no secret that I love Andre Rawls greatly i think he probably knows now um as to whether or not he wants that love or not is a different <laughs> story but <laughs> so is is andre your walker hume um <laughs> wow i can't believe you'd you'd make me try and decide that when someone who listens to the podcast has daily correspondence with michael seaton and could tell michael seaton what my answer is well you know it is what it is um let's do this there are a couple <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple more matches coming up in the preseason for Orange County before the season kicks off uh, on March 9th. Those matches will take place between now and I believe our next episode, uh, from what I can remember. Uh, they have an upcoming match tomorrow night, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, probably later on today. Uh, they are going to be traveling up to basically towards the LA airport, LAX, to face Loyola Marymount University on their campus. Uh, unfortunately it is a Wednesday match and 
it's going to be impossible pretty much for anyone that lives in Orange County to make their way up there. But if you can, go out there, support your 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 team. If you're out in L.A., go out there and support them as well. Uh, there's not really much Dylan and I could say about this because it's, again, one of those last preseason matches. The team's basically making their final roster decisions and just sort of doing their final prep for the, the regular season for when the matches count. So I don't think Dylan is even wanting to, but I'll, I'll throw it up there. Is Do you have any thoughts on this match or anything you want to talk about on the match? Yeah, I want a big win from Orange County. Uh, I want something <laughs> similar to against Tijuana. Um, I think 1-0 against a, a college team is a little bit below where we need to be. And I think we saw even against Tijuana that the... Um, the finishing isn't quite there yet, so I'm hoping that guys other than Darwin Jones and Michael Seaton really get uh, good attempts on goal and and can convert some some clear cut chances. So that's my hope is just a, a bigger win with some varied goal scores, and of course, I guess no injuries. But I feel like that goes without saying. I think ultimately every match we're going to be hoping for no from the team. Uh, but again, especially in preseason, I mean, I'd rather there be injury from a player going full out in a, a match that actually means something either for the regular season or the playoffs than what's basically a preseason workout trying to get you ready for the season. But again, hopefully no injuries uh, at all. Um, and then after that match against LMU, the team will be traveling out to Vegas to face Las Vegas Lights FC, or as our friends up in Reno like to call them, Emoji FC. And that will be a closed door match for any of you that were hoping to maybe make a weekend trip of it out to Las Vegas. Probably not going to get opportunity to see the the match. I, I know the last time we had a closed door match against Toronto FC, there was definitely an easy way to get into the stadium or into the park at UCI and see the match. This one probably is going to be a little bit more difficult to watch, but again, it's going to be a last warm up. That'll be basically our final match before the regular season kicks off. Uh, and it'll be a match probably that our friends up in Reno are going to be cheering for us for at least for a day before they become our enemies uh, in preparation for that first match of the season. Again, not, not much really we could say other than uh, hopefully Orange County puts out a solid performance. They, fix any of their last little tweaks they need to fix before the season gets started. And they are ready to go full force against Reno on March 9th. Yeah. And I mean, if you really want a weekend trip to Vegas, you can just wait until Saturday, June 8th, when they go on out to Vegas for their match and go to that one instead. And you get the, the benefit, I think of all of the craziness um, of Vegas in what I think is its peak season. So, you know, that's a thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's a positive, but it's a thing. <laughs> so, it's I not don't my know. crowd. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to go to Vegas in the middle of the summer, just with how hot it can get there. But I guess that part of the summer is not as bad as, say, if you went in August or maybe even September. So, yeah, I can tell you that it was not, not great last. I've never sweat at, like, 1230. <laughs> morning before so so before we move on one last bit of 
something to share with you. If you follow the social media for Orange County Soccer Club, you can see that they did do a team building exercise. I believe it was like over the weekend. I don't have my calendar right in front of me. Um, Pretty sure it was, was last, last it week. It was last the week. Last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, last week. They made their way down to Camp Pendleton to the paintball area down in Camp Pendleton area. And they had some fun with the paint paintballs and the devices that shoot paintballs at people. Paintball guns? Paintball guns, yes. Uh, they took some great pictures or they at least a picture that's on social media. I'm sure there's other ones. Yeah, there's a couple of them. I'm looking at them right now. That's why I'm like close up to the screen right yeah. now. If, if, you're li- if you're listening, you're missing out on Ray's face taking up the entire stream because he's probably <laughs> an inch and a half away from this. So I was trying to, I was looking at the group picture that they have of them and I was trying to just get in there and just sort of see if I can see who's who on there. They do all have their helmets on. So, I mean, if I really looked close, I could tell you who's who. I could see like Michael Seaton on there for sure couple others but oh you can tell where joe amico is because he was wearing his um swope park uh jacket with the tape over the uh swope park logo so that oh, makes a nice was. easy ah. so this is how you I'm figure sure. things out you guys you got to get really stalkery on the internet and i'm <laughs> sure he'll never want to talk to us or listen to the podcast ever again because of this so <laughs> sorry joe um but i mean i i've never been paintball paintballing i guess is what you call it uh so it looks fun though it looks like they had fun i i heard can hurt a little bit but hopefully there was no soccer related injuries out of that hopefully it was just a great team bonding experience for these guys as they get ready for the season dylan have you ever shot a paintball gun i have and <laughs> you probably want me to uh well i'll just say this on a, a little bit more on a rating of one to ten what was your enjoyment of shooting a paintball gun just the act of shooting a paintball gun is like yeah, a two, but like shooting okay. it at someone or like actually paintballing is like a seven. Awesome. Yeah, it's a good time. We could we could do it. We could have a bet. Maybe we'll need to get like a county line coalition paintball uh, get together or something like that. That might be fun. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. Let's talk a little bit about this upcoming season. Uh, next week we're gonna dedicate that, or we're gonna concentrate on the match preview for the Reno match. So this is going to be our opportunity here to sort of look at this upcoming season, share our thoughts um, and maybe make some predictions here and there. I don't know if Dylan wants to, I'm definitely not going to try and predict the the top eight teams in the West in the order of finish, but by all means, if Dylan thinks he can handle that, uh, go for it, Dylan. But do you want to try that Dylan? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I can give it a shot if you really want me to. Okay, so let's think do this. About all the teams. Let's do this. Get yourself okay. prepped for that. We'll talk about some of the other stuff we were going to talk about here, and then maybe to to wrap this up, we can get your thoughts and your prediction, and then everyone can can jot them down. What I'll do is I'll get a clip of those predictions and rec- and save that that specific clip. So at the end of the year, we'll be able to go back and see how accurate dylan was on his predictions so man so i can get bullied twice once when i give yeah. these recommendations and then once yeah. at the end of the year when they all prove to be wrong and you you guys just just destroy me for it again <laughs> so, i'm excited i don't know about you guys <laughs> well let's let's get into this so let's talk about uh this season and what i want to talk about first and foremost is is there a particular match that you and then i i will also share maybe with me if i can 
uh, figure out one. But is there a particular match on the season that you are most looking forward to uh, coming up here? Uh, you know what? There's actually not a particular match, but an entire month that I'm looking forward to, which is the month of May. Um, that opens for us against Phoenix here in Orange County. And then we go out to Texas to play San Antonio, come back, we'll play uh, Austin Bold, and then we'll drive slightly up the street to uh, that track and watch Los Dos and Orange County play. So I think that'll be a really fun month um, with essentially three home games is not bad. The only thing that's just so weird about that stretch of games in May is the fact that we go to Texas to face San Antonio. And instead of the schedulers trying to maybe work the schedule a little bit nicer so Orange County can just take care of San Antonio and Austin in back-to-back weeks in the same area, you know, that would be something where maybe you could even, the team could just stay out there for a week and train somewhere out there and take care of a match against, uh, Austin Bold, but unfortunately they then come home to face the Bold. But that is definitely a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool month to look forward to on the schedule. Uh, the match that I'm probably most looking forward to coming up is that first match in the month of May, which is the first time Orange County is going to get the chance or a crack at Phoenix Rising FC, the team that took them out of the playoffs last season in the Western Conference Championship. It is a match that will be taking place at Championship Soccer Stadium, so it is a home match for Orange County. And I think many, many Orange County fans still maybe hold a little bit of a grudge for the way the match ended and then the the antics after the match from some of the Phoenix fans. I get it. Those Phoenix fans were excited. They were happy. But, you know, you never want to see an opposing team's fan base, uh, you know, Storming onto, on your field. storming onto your field celebrating after your team has just been knocked out of of a the chance play. at a championship i mean it was a one goal match it's not like they whooped us you know five nothing and you're like okay yeah they deserved it it was a close match and if not for a very early goal from phoenix could have been a whole different story in that match so i'm looking forward to that match because i want to see how orange county fans you know, react or, or show up to that match. And I, I am actually very curious on how Phoenix fans travel to a regular season match in Orange County. Cause you know, they like to claim that they invaded our house and they basically ran our house that night. I, I really want to see, okay, regular season. Let's see how well you guys travel out to that match Phoenix. Now that I'm saying it, I'm sure it's going to get posted somewhere on social media and the Phoenix guys are going to, you know, put it on their calendar and tell everyone, Hey, it's already on their calendar. They're just going to light us up on Twitter. Guys. <laughs> well, light us up. I mean, the podcast Twitter, and they're going to light you yeah. up because you'll actually reply. Yeah, um, I probably will. <laughs> yeah, you know, that all that fun stuff, really. But, you know, it's just, I think what mostly sucks is had we won that match in Phoenix, had it been the other way around, and we'd won, and we'd invaded the pitch afterwards, that all of us would have been arrested, for sure. Because... <laughs> uh, they, they didn't even like me clapping at the end of the match that finished 4-3. So, you know. It is what it whatever. is. But that's why I I'm really looking really forward to this point. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that match because, again, it's our first opportunity as a club, as a fan base to, I guess, get your revenge on the team that knocked you out of the playoffs the previous season. So, again, that match is May 4th, Championship Soccer Stadium. 
Mark your calendars if you have not yet already put that on your calendar. Put it on there, Orange County fans. Show up in full force. Uh, let's paint that stadium orange and black and, and white and and show that it is really truly our stadium and that we have the teams back. Um, Dylan, what do we talk about next? Uh, let's do this. Do you want my predictions for this season? We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We're going okay. to save that for the very end of this segment. So that way you can. Got it. Okay. You can leave that in there. Let's talk about this. What, um, what team or what match are we most scared of uh, when we're looking at this schedule? You know, I think it's got to be the same situation. One of those matches against Phoenix. Um, we're the two best teams in the West, and those matches are going to be pretty intensely um, played and, and supported, and I think it's going to come down a lot to uh, emotions, almost in a sense. That you know, Both teams brought a pretty decent core of guys back, so Orange County's going to have a lot of guys that are going to want to get one back, and Phoenix is going to want to sit there and... Um, you know, trying to open up that gap and they'll have the the rowdiness and the rambunctiousness of their fans behind them um, and us to a little bit lesser of an extent, uh, or lesser of an extent that is. But other than that, it's got to be maybe the game against New Mexico United um, just because of how they've shaped up this offseason um, and how they've built that team. I think they could probably do really well. And I think that's an opinion that's been pretty um, widespread throughout the USL, but they've built a good team. It seems like they've got a pretty good ownership um, that they're kind of all of the pieces are falling in nicely there. So that'll be a pretty big test and it comes pretty early in the season as well, just the third game. So it's probably those two are the ones that I'm maybe most worried about in a sense. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, um, I know Phoenix is a pretty scary match just because again, it's they're probably talent wise and just recent history wise. They've been a tough matchup for the last couple seasons, whether it was a streak of draws or just the way the season matchups went all the way through to the, the, the final match of the season last year, the, the, I'm going to call out two matches that are sort of just scary for me. And those two matches are going to be one that you called out actually New Mexico United. And the other one is the following match against El Paso locomotive FC. I'm not calling it out more for what they've built on as far as rosters go, but you got two expansion teams basically coming into this league and you're facing both of them within your first four matches. Two of your matches are against these expansion teams. The thing with these expansion teams, you have no idea really what to expect with them. And for the most part, when you look at, at teams, it's, it takes a month or two for them to really find their identity. And it takes about a month or two for coaching staffs to get, you know, good scouting reports on these teams. So the fact that we're facing New Mexico United March 23rd, and then following that up with El Paso Locomotive on March 30th, it's giving you two teams that really you don't know much about early on in the season. So it really opens up the possibility that anything can happen in those matches. You're going to have these teams with these new fan bases that are excited about this new team. Uh, the one in against El Paso is in El, in El Paso. So you can expect the fans to be excited there. And again, you have very limited scouting at this point on those teams that early in the season. So it's one of those games. It's going to be those kind of matches where you just have to go in there doing what you know you can do best and take those first couple of games you've seen your opponent and hope that they're showing some sort of signs 
that you'll be able to use to at least come up with some sort of game plan. But it's a little scary to face not one, but two expansion teams back-to-back within the first four matches of the season just because the limited information we're going to have on them. All right, let's go with this. Which opponent scares you the least, Dylan? Um, you know, I'm just going to do this one a little bit based off of how how good they were last year. I'm going to say um, Real Monarchs. I don't think they're going to be nearly as good as they've been the last few years. Um, missing out on some pretty big keys and losing some of their bigger players. Not to mention, uh, you know, who we managed to swoop in and poach, Charlie Adams. But uh, Justin Portillo, I think earlier today, got called up and is going to spend the one would likely assume most of the season playing with um, Real Salt Lake. And then, of course, Chandler Hoffman's now on the East Coast playing um, back home in Alabama. So I think they'll be the probably the big, um, I guess, letdown. Or I guess if the teams I'm least worried about, that'll be the one. Because, you know, you could say, oh, Tacoma is going to be bad, but Tacoma was bad last year too, so... Tacoma Defiance. Hey, it's a lot. It's a it's a cool name. Um, shout out to fellow County Line Coalition member Andy, who actually suggested that. I did not reply to my tweet or to him about buying him some cider, so I'll have to do it anyway. <laughs> um, but hey, it's a lot better than Seattle too. You know, anytime you can drop the two name, it's it's nice. It makes the league look a little bit more legit the two teams just it's hard still i mean throw them in league one eventually but that's the spirit banish them to another realm entirely um i mean i guess it's probably a generic answer on this but the team i'm least scared of is la galaxy 2 there are two teams they don't you know they never really seem to be trying their hardest to win the usl and now the usl championship um i know Last season, me and you both got a little confident or cocky when we faced them, and they ended up beating us one match last season. But for whatever reason, I just I'm not scared of them. Their fans don't scare me, and the team just doesn't really scare me that much. So that's who I'm gonna. Oh, they're so hard though. They're from LA. They're from Carson. <laughs> they're not. In from fact, LA. I like to remind them all the time. LAFC is from LA. They're from like the heart of LA. Uh, and Isn't that yeah. their hashtag? Are you are you an MLS shill now, Ray? Is that I, what's I, happening? You've I been corrupted. So. Hopefully they oh. hopefully they don't like uh, call me out on on using a trademarked phrase or anything like that, and they're going to sue us for anything. But I just was I wasn't even thinking. I was just saying that. But they really are from the heart of LA, right there in downtown LA area. So yeah, I, I just you know the the match we the the one match I went and traveled up to Carson with Caroline Coalition to to sort of experience that it was. I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed in the LA fans or the Carson fans, and uh, so yeah, they just that doesn't scare me. But your I'm your answer is not a bad. <laughs> your answer is not that bad though. So I, I definitely can understand what you're saying with uh, hmm. with uh, Real Monarchs how they're potentially going to drop a little bit from last season. That leads us to the point now, Dylan. The the everyone's been waiting in anticipation to hear. I don't think anyone's Dylan's, been waiting in anticipation. Dylan's picks 
for the Western Conference in 2019. It's going to let us know the top eight teams. Are you going to tell us the order they finished too, Dylan? That's what I'm going to try and do. Um, awesome. and I have to say the most difficult part of this was deciding who was going to win the West this season. Um, I think it's either going to be Orange County or Phoenix. No, no doubt about that. Um, it's going to kind of come down to how well uh, Adam John plays in Phoenix's system and how healthy some of their key players are. And then I think another important aspect for them is how calm they get. Uh, of course, they won't have the Drogba factor this year. So, um, you know, who knows how much of that is going to make a difference? Um, who knows how much of that is going to make a difference in the refereeing as well? Um, but it seemed to be a double-edged sword with on the pitch now without that without that leadership as well um how they manage so i've put orange county on top just because that core group is back and um aiden quinn is not a player who's getting any calls in his favor from some of the younger referees for his uh <laughs> uh for his name or his stature i don't think anyone's ever posting on social media after games saying it was a pleasure to share the pitch with this guy I watched growing up and then tag Aiden Quinn in it. Um, but someday that'll be the case. So I've got Orange County, Phoenix, and I've got Sacramento. Then I've got a uh, Reno, San Antonio, Timbers, the Monarchs, uh, New Mexico, and then Colorado Springs, Vegas, El Paso, are you going down like the whole? It's not just the yeah. top eight. You're doing the whole thing. Wow. How am I at now? Like 10? I don't know. We'll just stop here. But yeah, I All think right. the, the top eight is going to be pretty similar to last year. A little bit of shuffling in the order. All right. So one more time for all of our people. What is your top eight? God, now I got it. I didn't even write this down. I was just looking oh, at the list and going. Dylan. So Orange County, Phoenix, Sacramento. And then I think I put Reno, San Antonio. And then I think T2. Uh, Timbers, and then uh, I don't really remember after that one, so we'll have to go back and uh, you know. Oh, Dylan, Dylan, I'll, I'll have to go back. Who and listen cares to about the teams at the the end of it anyway? Just as long as Orange County's at the top, right? Yeah, I mean, if you remember last season, we're all like, "Oh, it's gonna be a great final game." You know, Los Dos, they could be pretty good. They've got a uh, Efren Alvarez, and then they go out and just roll over. And I think they lost five one to Swope Park or something like that, and it was just such a such a huge disappointment <laughs> for the final game of the season. Yeah, um, that's true. So you know things like that, not ideal. So I like your placement of of Orange County if they're at the top of the list. Phoenix number two. Uh, I'm hoping that's the outcome for those of you that have not been listening to us or have been taking a, a break from Dylan and and myself as far as hearing our voices. We did issue a bet against the Phoenix guys, the the Rising as One podcast. The bet is basically dependent on the season series between Phoenix and Orange County. Whichever team wins the season series, the head-to-head matchups between those two teams, point-wise, they will be victorious, and the losing podcast will be taken over by the winning team's podcast. So basically, Orange County beats Phoenix in the season series, we will get to take over the rising as one podcast for an episode. Those guys will have to listen to our voice and they'll have to like it uh, and vice versa. You may I don't have to think listen they have to... to like it. I think they just cannot listen and <laughs> no. then tweet about it 
I should have made that a stipulation that the fans must like the podcast, right? Nah. <laughs> Vice versa, you may have to listen to their host. Hopefully not. Hopefully our guys in Orange County uh, will win that season series along with being on top of the Western Conference when the season is completed. That will uh, be a nice little transition here uh, because, you know, Rising is one podcast. They are part of BGN, Beautiful Game Network. We have some other friends part of Beautiful Game Network, including 1868 Weekly, who cover Reno FC, or Reno 1868 FC, if we want to get the full name there. Uh, a bunch of other podcasts. Check out Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM. Follow them on Twitter at BGNFM. They also have some written stuff if you check out their website as well. But I was listening to one of our partners there, the 1868 Weekly podcast hosted by a friend of the show, John Macaluso. And Dylan, he is actually proposing a bet against us, just like we did against the Rising as One guys. He's proposing a bet against us. I don't even know if Dylan got to hear what the bet was or what John and the guys over there in 1868 Weekly had to say or what they were betting us on. So let me go ahead and play the clip from that podcast. And then Dylan, you and I can discuss if we're willing to accept the terms of the bet. And that leads me to my challenge for my friends at the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And it's a bet, guys. Speaking of bets, Chris, I still owe you, by the way, um, for your stinky team beating my stinky team. And yeah, the challenge is... If Reno 1868 FC beats Orange County SC, Orange and Black Soccer Cast changes their logo to Reno 1868 FC colors. Should. And vice versa? Yep. Should Orange County SC or uh, should, yeah, should they beat (laughs) Reno? I'll change my, my colors to your ugly orange and black. And of course... I'll, I'm gonna. I'll make a video to formally challenge uh, Dylan and Ray, and we'll see how that goes. Apparently, they're gonna be in town, so it'll be exciting finally meeting them, being on their show. I've been on the show like four times, so pretty excited to meet them, and pretty excited for Reno to hopefully get that first win of the season. That's that's really my hope. Um, but you know, like I was just saying, I am expecting a little bit of a rocky start. We will preview that show in a couple weeks as the match draws closer and then we will hopefully i'd like to have ray or dylan or both on the show i think it might get a little bit crowded with five people but i'll talk to ray and and we'll see what we've got going on there that's the plan for that and hopefully you guys see their orange black soccer cast uh covered in blue all right dylan so there's the bet issued by john macaluso Again, friend of the show from 1868 Weekly. Basically, it's, I guess, a little bit less crazy than what we're doing with the Rising is One podcast, guys. But the losing side has to change the local colors. So after March 9th, you, for I guess that the term is for a week. So for the week preceding or after that matchup, uh, the logo color will have to change. So for a week, you'll get to see the Reno 1868 or the 18, 1868 weekly podcast logo in orange and black and white. Uh, if we accept this challenge, Dylan, are you, are you willing that we can accept this challenge? I don't think it impacts me and you other than getting to look at a, another orange black and white logo on the beautiful game network. Ray, did you forget about last year when we 
would get confident about things and then they wouldn't go our way. <laughs> and now you've just, you've forgotten. That was like six Two, months ago and you've just. 2019 is a memory. new year. It is a new year that is in the past. We're moving forward. I am confident. If you listen to those guys, the most recent episode, ladies and gentlemen, go check them out. Their recent episode, episode 18, they were talking about how even John, before he issued the bet, he's talking about he's a little scared for the beginning of the season. He thinks it's going to be a rocky start for the for his guys up there in Reno. They haven't been doing so well in the preseason, uh, and yet he's throwing out this bet on us. So, I mean, that makes me just feel a lot more confident that their host is a little nervous about the way the season's going to start. Um, but, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, you know, but – it's a new season. It's 2019. I think it's time for some change. We could be confident and it'll work out for us. Okay. Bold. I mean, I am all down, John, you have yourself a bet. I am, uh, completely for it. So Perfect. yeah, <laughs> and, I'm excited uh, really. I mean, like my running shoes are, are blue and yellow, which was a unfortunate coincidence, but I don't clean them because why bother? Those colors are terrible. <laughs> Um, so, and then also, you know, we're uh, at least myself. I think Dylan, you're still on the fence if you're going to be able to make it up to Reno for that opening match. But come on, ex- tax return. <laughs> <laughs> excited, I'm excited to make my way up there. Hopefully, get a chance to to you know meet John. Maybe we'll talk to him, set up a lunch. Dylan, if you can make it out there, that'd be awesome too. Um, and I think if not one of us, doesn't, both of us are he, definitely going to buy one of us a beer, right? I think so. Whoever's there first. Yeah, you're on, yeah, buddy. Maybe. I'm gonna run over there. I've been trying to do this. <laughs> you got those blue and and yellow shoes Full ready. Full on sprint all the way up to Reno. Um, what was I gonna see? Now you threw me off my thought there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I what I, happened I, even if we had a plan? Come on. I know myself, and I'm sure Dylan, you're you're on board. We we definitely are willing to jump on his show. I, I think we're gonna bring him on for our next episode if we can work out if if his schedule allows for it. but i think dylan you and i both have talked about it. we wanted we've wanted to go on to the 1868 weekly for a while now he's been such a great guest for us definitely want to to jump on their show and 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 work with them and preview and and rep orange county heading into the the season opener so we'll see if we can work this schedule maybe both of us can can join on with them if not either dylan or myself yeah. and i just want to say that every time there's a bet thrown at us i tell ray that we should we should up the ante and that we should shave our heads. The losers should shave their heads. Ray refuses to do this. If you're if you're watching, look at this, this sick fade that Ray's got going on right now. He could totally pull it off. So uh, I just want to see you guys all have weak bets because, you know, the, the growing out from the shaved head thing is, is where the fun D- is at, right? Dylan, by all means, if you want to do your own bet with someone from another podcast and throw that shave the head as a loser go for it i'm not risking the limited hair that i have left on the top of my head i'm i'm afraid that if i shave it off it's just not going to grow back it's to the point where it's just like screw you ray you want to cut cut us off we're not growing back for you so that is that but dylan by all means you have all you have my blessing if you want to make a bet like that with anyone that we interact with or even if it's just a random stranger go for it yeah, I'm the next person I see on the street. <laughs> What's the, we're, you want to bet shaving our head? I don't know what we're betting, but let's bet shaving our heads. Yeah, I'll be um, like Kevin from The Office. <laughs> I'm going to be a very rich man if John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar. Uh, there you go. 
Um, yeah, I mean, dude, Dylan, we took a week where we didn't watch the match and we still turned it <laughs> into a full, we turned it into a full episode. And we, for the most part, we did talk about Orange County or at least something Orange County Soccer Club related. So kudos to us. Pat on the back, I guess. I don't know. Let's do our typical end of show stuff here. Uh, let's go with some sort of random thought from Dylan. What are we reading this week? Oh, yes. You did know it was going to be a literature thing. I've got some How big homework for you guys this week, everyone. And you're probably all going to say, hold on a second. This guy just keeps recommending modern and postmodern American authors. And you're right, because uh, you can at me about this. It's the best kind of uh, literature. So this week, I have two things for you to read. And one of them is going to be a little bit shorter than the other. We've got Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman. And we've also got, oh, God, where are we? Oh, here we are. Charlotte Perkins Gilman's The Yellow Wallpaper. Um, Sorry, I thought you were going to say Charlotte's Web. No, you could read that to your okay. kids. If you've got kids, they'll probably have to read it to your kids. No, if they're reading it, they're old <laughs> enough. They'll understand. They can read themselves. All right. Um, but, yeah, if you're interested in uh, uh, women post uh, childbirth, then the yellow wallpaper might be more of your gig. Um, and that is the shorter of the two options, but both are well worth reading. So, uh, get on that, everyone. There you go. That's what you have to read this week. Uh, Dylan is expecting a what five page typed double spaced report on those two. Whoa, whoa. Pieces don't expect of that at all. If someone would tweet at me once after I recommend something, I would be thrilled. If you treat so, ladies and gentlemen, and actually read it. it I was going to say, even if you have not read those books, tweet at Dylan at OCSE underscore Dylan to say, hey, I loved those choices, th- those recommendations. Or tell me you hated it. Awesome. I mean, I've got some thick skin. I could probably handle your criticism. <laughs> um, so for me, here's what I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw out a, a couple things. Uh, a, wish me luck, either if you're listening to us live here tomorrow or if you're listening to this as we release it as a podcast on Wednesday. Uh, I have my first test for my statistics class that I'm taking. Hopefully I can do somewhat on that test. I need to cram it in during my lunch break tomorrow at work. So I'll be doing that. Uh, Second thing I want to throw out there is March 2nd, which is this upcoming Saturday. Is it, or is it the next Saturday? It's this upcoming Saturday. Uh, I will be heading out with my wife and some friends and everyone that wants to join us come and join us going to go out and do some karaoke dylan if you want to come sing some more karaoke with us you already uh, know i'm involved (laughs) we will be there march 2nd patsy's bar in mission viejo it's on the corner of los alisos and geronimo come on out there uh you don't have to sing songs if you want to just come out and hang out with some other uh orange county soccer club fans and and have a good time Uh, it's a pretty open cool place a little bit of a divey feel, but that's my preference. I like that. Uh, and I will I will be singing a couple songs or rapping a couple songs. Dylan, if he's there, he'll be. Yeah, doing I do need some recommendations this time, everyone. So if so you got some us. karaoke Here recommendations, go. you could tweet me about my literature or what I should do at karaoke. Tweets to the to our podcast Twitter recommendations for either Dylan or myself. You may have no idea what kind of music we listen to like. Uh, or even or are even capable of performing but hey shoot us some recommendations we might just listen to you and you can come out and and see us make fools of ourselves uh on that so 
With that said, I think uh, this is a good time to wrap up this episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Um, want to thank all of you listeners that continue to listen each and every episode, whether you're listening live or you listen in podcast form. And regardless of where you listen to us, whether it's Radio Public, iTunes, Google Play Music, or any other podcast source, thank you for checking us out. Make sure you check out Beautiful Game Network and listen to some other podcasts that talk about soccer. Our friends over there, there's a bunch of knowledgeable, entertaining people that follow this sport that we all love. Uh, Check out Angels on Parade for continuous coverage on Orange County Soccer Club. And if you like LAFC, you can check that stuff out too. Uh, Visit us on our website. We were going to plan on ramping up some coverage we've done some stuff a little bit of a break lately because there's been little to no news coming out but check out our website orangeandblacksoccercast.com uh yeah for dylan this is ray and we are out Podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the beautiful game network, bgn.fm.